Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode number 80, and Chad, my husband and business partner, joins me on the podcast today, and we're talking about bedtime routine, what it has looked like through the years with our girls, who we think does bedtime better, and even sharing some tips on how you can communicate between mom and dad on the differences between your bedtime routines and just overall communication tips. So this is a fun episode. I'm excited for you guys to listen in. This is a kind of like a two-part series. We're talking on this episode about doing bedtime routine together as parents. And then of course, I will be covering bedtime routine if you have to do it solo. That is a big topic that you guys have asked about. So it's coming. I'm looking forward to that episode in the coming weeks on when you need to do bedtime solo and what that can look like, sharing some tips and expectations there. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Chad and stick around for the end and I'll share some more tidbits. I'm happy you're here with me today. Thanks. <laughs> ah, it's going to be fun. And actually we're fresh off of a night where you just did bedtime. All by myself. All by yourself. But I'm used to it. You are. You do a great job. And the girls know the difference between you and I, uh, the good differences the ones that they can push our buttons on. So I wanted to have you on the podcast today to talk about what bedtime is like individually, how we do it, but even tips on how we can communicate with our spouse, our partner, our family about bedtime routine. Um, because I think that a lot of the families that I've worked with, it's typically the mom's job. And then when it falls into dad's lap, we have a tendency, and I say we because I definitely do, have a tendency to tell you how it should be done when you are very capable of doing it. Yeah, I mean, little secret, I actually like doing the bedtime by myself. <laughs> so nights like last night when you were gone, it was awesome. But we'll explain more about that in a minute. Uh, yeah. Well, first, I want to talk about how we did bedtime routine with the girls when they were babies, because your number one thing that you were concerned about um, is that we're sharing our bedtime routine with their preschoolers. And obviously, a lot of audience here are babies. So I do want to backtrack and talk about how we did bedtime routine. I don't know if you remember when the girls were babies, because I feel like I remember so many details. Uh, I don't even know if you remember how we did bedtime routine. Do you remember how we did bedtime routine with the two of them when Hattie was still on bottles? Um, I remember doing bath time. Uh, you were. And, you were in charge of bath time. And I believe that we, uh, I, I bathed both of the girls and then passed them off to you. And then we kind of had this orchestration going on where you would handle one, I would handle the other. Definitely. That's a perfect word for it. The orchestration of the bedtime bottle. I loved feeding Hattie the bedtime bottle. And you typically played with Ellie or read books with Ellie. Mm -hmm. And that was a lot of fun. So I remember we did individual baths. Hattie would go in first and then you'd, you'd wash her off and hand her to me. I would feed her the bottle while you did Ellie's bath. And we were lucky at that time, their bathroom was like connected to their room. I mean, it was essentially almost inside their room, you know? Um, and that was nice. That was very handy. So I liked that, but, um, we definitely had unsaid roles. I think actually I remember you would get the bottle ready and then bring it to me and then we would start our bedtime routine. And it was seamless. I mean, for the longest time, everything was so seamless. I would say that things started to get unseamless <laughs> when they got to be both toddlers slash both preschoolers. 
that's when things can start to get a little rocky. <laughs> right. And and they both try to play off of each of us. Mm-hmm. They they try to figure out what kind of mood is dad in, what kind of mood is mom in, who can I get the most amount of miles from. Yeah, that's yeah. where it gets a little bit challenging. I remember one time having a, a, a consultation with a family, and, and this is where I, w- I sit down, video chat a family and walk through their sleep plan. And I typically come off of the call and tell you how it went. You always ask me how it went. And I kind of share details about things and um, funny little tidbits or things that I, I um, was able to talk about with the family. And I remember one time uh, I did this consultation and I walked through the bedtime routine and it was a three or four year old. And I remember the dad saying, this sounds really strict. You know, is this going to be the rest of our life is like so rigid Mm. and so, you know, no room for, I remember I talked about using a timer and a clock and they were like, oh my gosh, this sounds so strict. Would you say that because we use the clock as a timer, Yeah. would you say that bedtime routine is strict or that, what would you say? I, I think it, it was strict in terms of structure. So you say this all the time in your programs, that consistency leads to flexibility. And I remember in those early years when we were tag teaming with bedtime, we had a pretty strict routine, a pretty strict schedule. But that has over time developed to flexibility. Whereas now that they're three and five years old, um, we don't necessarily have to focus on the order that we do things or how we do things because our structure over the years has developed really into communicating expectations for them. And so now they they know the expectations like we're going to take a bath every night or a shower. We're going to brush our teeth before we get in bed. We're going to put our pajamas on. But the order of those things don't necessarily matter so much because they know that it's more about the expectation and the discipline than it is so much the structure. And so that has proved to be really freeing now. And I'm really glad in retrospect that in those years, we we took the time to be consistent, um, to stick to it. And it pays off now. Right. But it wasn't misery. It wasn't misery because we did it together. And and honestly, I'm thankful because there was a time where I had a career where I wasn't home and and I looked ahead and I was like, you know, if I stick to doing what I'm doing, I'm not going to be home for a lot of bedtimes. And so we made some changes where um, I, I'm very fortunate that we have both been able to do bedtime together for so long, mm-hmm. um, thinking about how many um, families out there that have parents that maybe work multiple jobs or work night shift or um, work in a career field that requires them to be away from home. I mean, that's that's great. And it, it is such a sacrifice. You can't discount that. Um, but I am so thankful that we were able to to make a decision as a family like, hey, this is important for us and let's do it together. And by doing it together, it hasn't been difficult, I wouldn't think, no, because no. we were able to, to work with each other and um, you know, if one of the girls was having a bad night or if one of us was having a bad night, we were able to kind of fill, fill that gap a little bit. That happened last week. I'm not going to pick on you. Well, I am going to pick on you in this, but, uh, that happened last week. I remember because our, our life is a little different in that. Yes. We're both home with the girls pretty much from two thirty on, and we have a lot of one-on-one time. And so we'll get to how we even manage our bedtime routine a little bit differently than what I teach. Um, but I remember you were just ticked off at something like you, I don't think you'd had enough time to do what you wanted to do that day. You were just, I don't, do you remember that? You were like mad. And I was like, Hey, I've got this. I mean, we were all in the house together, but I was like, I've got this. 
you can go now. (laughs) (laughs) And I think sometimes that's needed. I think we can read each other well in that. Yeah. And I think that sums up our history of bedtime routines is that whole mentality of I've got this, like, you know, I'm uh, struggling with the bottle feeding Becca's like I've got this I'll take care of I it I want to do it, it. yeah yeah or I, like I with, always wanted that or with bad time it's like hey I, I've got this I'll take care of it easy for me um so having yeah. everybody has a different role in that and mm-hmm. oftentimes when I'm teaching families about hey this is your bedtime routine even in the e-coaching programs I talk about hey let's have dad do the bath time we actually have several friends that dad does bath and mom cleans up the kitchen because she actually just wants to be by herself for a little while you know yeah. and uh, we we do that sometimes where uh, one of us does bath and one of us cleans up the kitchen so that when we're all said and done it's not like and then we have to clean the kitchen and right. still have to keep working, which is nice. So let's talk about right now our bedtime routine when it's just one-on-one. I want to know like the nitty-gritty of things that like you do that I have no idea that you do. Well, we do have a special time. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, it's kind of been our thing lately. But basically, when, when Becca leaves, and normally she'll either leave right before dinner or um, right after dinner, um, and we'll normally have a little bit of time where we just play a little bit. We'll either do some games or they'll dance or they'll sing to some obnoxious music or whatever. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but when it gets time to, to start moving towards bed, um, our clock turns green and green means that we have about 30 minutes. Um, and that's the time where they know the expectations. Those expectations are, okay, it's time to get clean. It's time to brush your teeth. It's time to get our jammies on. And now we're at an age where we're promoting independence. We're trying to give them responsibilities. And so, for example, our oldest, um, she takes great pride in the fact that I can say, hey, go take a shower. And she wants to do that all by herself. She, she wants me out of the picture. And she can go in and she can turn on the shower by herself. She can plug the drain if she wants to. She can put soap in there. Um, and so for me now, all I have to do is just check on her. So while she's doing that, I'm normally playing with the other kid and then we'll switch. But in large part, I try to allow them the opportunity to show me that they can do that. And they giggle about it. They love it. When you say, Hey, I want you to take a shower and get your jammies on and brush your teeth all by yourself. Go. Um, Obviously, I'm looking, but they don't know I'm looking, but they love to show me that they can do that. So that's kind of our thing. It's like, I'm going to do all this by myself. Daddy's going to be so proud of me. Um, And so I check in on them. We do that. And then my favorite part, and this is something that we typically do when you're gone, is (laughs) we pick one book and we all cuddle up really close in a bed together. Uh, So I have a girl on each side of me and they lean in and we read the book and engage with the book. Um, and for some reason that just does it for them. Like they're happy and then they crawl up in their bed. It's night, night, dad, and they go to sleep and there's no toddler antics anymore, or there's, there's no, no fighting or anything. They're happy. So that's kind of like our little happy moment. Um, and a lot of that is, uh, they have, they've built the, the routine they know with dad, they know what to do with dad and they don't tend to push your buttons either. Right. I mean, they don't tend to push back or stall. No. Not not so much. Um, the funny thing is they tend to do that more when we're both there. Oh, and, yeah. and again, oh, yeah. I think it's they're just trying to figure out, OK, which one of us can they uh, get away with doing certain things? Because with. they know that. I mean, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. There's times where one of us is in the other room and they ask, let's say me, if they can do something. And I say, yeah, sure. And then you come in. And maybe I'm gone and you're like, no, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, no, I said that they could do that. So, <laughs> right. And, and so part of it, too, I think, is is my level of patience. So, for example, when which is very small, 
Well, it's it's small <laughs> when we're both doing it together because we had a full day yeah. with them a lot, playing with them. And so when we're both at home doing bedtime together, I'm ready to get them in bed, close the door and be with my wife, right? That's what I'm looking forward to. And so I'm like, let's get things rolling. But when I'm doing it myself, I'm almost patient about it because I know, okay, I'm going to get this done streamlined. We're going to have a great time doing it. And when I close the, the door, it's me time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of almost a different level of motivation. That makes sense. I'd say when it's me and the girls doing bedtime, I don't know about you, but I do tend to make the bedtime shorter. I absolutely manipulate the clock. I don't know if you do that, but I make the time shorter typically. I, not that I don't, not that I want to speed through it because I don't, I don't have time for it. I just want it to be done. But I tend instead of a 30 minute bedtime routine, I like to make it maybe like 15 or 20 minutes because that time when they're asleep and done, I love that. I love having that alone time. But also I find that it gets to be a long time. And like our life is a little bit different. Like I said, we, we do read with the girls during the afternoon. We play with them. And so when it's just one of us doing bedtime routine. Playtime's done. Playtime's done. It's time to go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> We've already had our bucket filled emotionally. I teach that with my clients. Like, hey, especially if you've been away from your child all day, it's important to have some one-on-one time at bedtime. Our afternoons are typically full of one-on-one time and togetherness. So by the time bedtime comes around, we're like, chop, chop, let's get this done. Let's get in bed, Uh, but still having fun about it. So what I tend to do is I actually like to have them take a bath or shower sometimes like while I'm making their dinner. And a lot of times it's typically most Thursdays, uh, you're gone in the afternoon and bedtime. So while I'm making their dinner, which tends to be macaroni and cheese on Thursdays, uh, while I'm making mac and cheese, I love to say, or we did pancakes for dinner last week. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to have pancakes for dinner. Wouldn't it be so fun if you took a bath and got your jammies on and had breakfast for dinner? And they were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. (laughs) So sometimes I like to pull things like that so that when we're done with dinner, we can just go brush teeth, go potty, go read a book. And um, I've actually never snuggled up in the bed with them. We always do it on the floor. Like I said, right, we're laying on the floor and read books together because we have the bunk beds and I, I don't know, they just go on the floor. But typically I try to make the clock go not off sooner. I just make their bedtime routine a little bit shorter so that maybe they play out here for a little while and then the clock is only set for like 15 minutes and then turns red or something. I don't know. We honestly, though, we do tend to manipulate the clock. Yeah. Confession time. I, <laughs> I do too. When, when you're gone, bedtime is like most always 30 minutes sooner what? than normal. And I'll even go to the links of like, I'll, I'll set the clock 30 minutes sooner. I'll get them in bed and then I'll go back and change the clock to make it look like I put them in bed at the, what? the right no, time. Yes, no. I'll do it. Yeah. You're ridiculous. Well, sometimes we do, but here's the thing. Uh, for Our girls don't nap anymore. So then they also go to school all day until like 2, 2.30 and they're, they're wiped. Yeah, I tend to gauge their mood. Yeah, If they're, me too. If they're in a bad mood or if they've pushed their fair amount of buttons throughout the day, <laughs> you I, I think it's justified, right? <laughs> I do tend to keep their bedtime. Well, <laughs> Sleep consultant over here. But there are absolutely nights where you and I look at each other and we're like, can we please just be done for the day? Can we please? And y'all know what that's like. You know, listeners, you're like, you know what that's, you know exactly what that feeling is like where you just want to be done and you wish bedtime can come sooner. Thankfully, we don't have those naps. So I feel like we can go to the park and for an hour and wear them out. We can get into bed a little right. sooner. But we're, we're completely on the other side of that where we have older kids now. But I do remember back when they were at the younger ages, we, we fought really hard to make sure that there was consistency for their sake, especially 100%. when they were taking naps. And um, that was something that 
we didn't always love, but we were always in sync about mm -hmm. like we, you know, whether we were having a great day or we were in good moods or bad moods or we were tired or whatever. That was the one thing that we were at least in sync about is like, okay, this is our bedtime. And so we're going to do what we have to do yep. to make it happen. Even though I wish we were done, we obviously have to honor the awake time. Right. And, uh, do you remember the latest bedtime that we've ever intentionally done? I don't remember much. I know you, your memory is not as good. <laughs> why don't, why don't you tell me? <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to quiz you. <laughs> that was kind of a trap question. <laughs> what today? What is today? <laughs> Do you remember over the summer we did a seven thirty bedtime and I enjoyed that. I, I remember as of recently, especially with the time changing, the girls are starting to ask questions like, Oh, the sun's going down. Almost like they've never seen it before. I know. Like, like, what's that? I was like, that's called sunset. And or, then they wake up and it's still dark outside. You know, They're where's like, where's the sun? This is new. Like, yeah. what is that? So it's, that, it's been fun to have those conversations lately because they've not experienced that yeah. too much. But I do remember kind of their bedtimes have always evolved. We we actually did a 6.30 bedtime for a good while with them when they were both, um, both napping and then also room sharing. I remember putting them down at 6.30 and then starting the day at 6.30 and then eventually doing a 7 to 7 schedule and then over the summer I'd like to transition to that again every summer to do a 7 30 bedtime because it's fun now that they're older we can enjoy that time with them but now that school is here we have to have uh, we keep it pretty 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 consistent I'd say 6 45 bedtime yeah. would you say that's pretty that's, that's about average yeah, yeah. Um, because I need to get up at 6 30 so that is definitely something that has evolved but the consistency has still been there even as they've grown absolutely and it's evolved out of a definitely multiple years of being consistent, doing it the same way as needed and doing it together. So what would you say, um, mom versus dad, who does bedtime best? Hmm. Well, I, I think we should probably ask our daughters that question. <laughs> uh, and they're definitely going to say dad. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. that's a completely biased answer. I don't know. I, I, we've done it in partnership so long. I feel like we both have strengths, mm -hmm. um, and, and weaknesses with that. I don't think it should be a versus. Okay, fair. It's a team. It's a and team. that's what I would want, you know, parents who are listening and their child maybe has a really hard time sleeping or maybe they do great for mom and terrible for dad. My goal is that always the child will know mom and dad are on the same team. Yep. Anybody who puts them down is doing the same thing. And even if it's mom and grandma together, you know, that's you're you're on the same page. You're yep. doing the same thing. And that everybody in your house, like you said, is in sync. Everybody does the same thing. Everybody's understanding the same expectations, even though sometimes it may be flexible. Right. And that's true. And, you know, I, I'm going to go back. So my memory is starting to be jogged. Like, I remember <laughs> in the younger years, uh, keep in mind, you're the sleep consultant, not me. And so I remember, like, closing the door and, and getting mad sometimes because you would do something that I didn't know you were doing it. Or I didn't know why you were doing like it. Like what? I, just like structure stuff, oh. right? And, you know, like kids were growing and they may, maybe started reacting a little bit differently. And so you would add a strategy or do something. I, I don't, I didn't know what you were doing. So yeah. I'd be like, what did you just do that for? What, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? I Tell me about didn't it. I probably communicate very well. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things like you talk to people all day about sleep and, and strategies that I remember vividly one time I had to sit down and be like, hey, talk to your husband about the strategies that we're about to do. But, but it's always worked and it's always made sense. And uh, whenever we're able to do them together and on the same page, it, it's awesome. Yeah. We have a new strategy now in bedtime. I don't know if you do this, but they ask me to do it every night as soon as I close the door. 
sing a song. I have to go sing a song on the monitor. Yeah. In confession, we have a monitor still for our five and three year old, and I don't think I'll ever get rid of it unless it dies on us. Yeah, because it's <laughs> it's fun to hear their conversations. It is in the so fun to hear their conversations, but I I say have to. It's just something fun that we do now. Um, that when we are doing bedtime for the girls, um, we say good night, and then my final thing is I'm going to go sing a song on the monitor, and then I go over to our room, pick up the monitor, sing a good night song, and they say good night. It's just our thing. Yeah. So I don't know if you you probably don't do that, do you? Well, I have to by force because, for example, last night when you were gone and I said goodnight, all of a sudden I hear from the room, sing a song on the monitor, oh. sing a song on the monitor. <laughs> and uh, I don't think I sing the song correctly, but we got through it. Yeah, you got so. through it. That's fine. So tips. Let's talk about some tips on how to communicate. Because obviously we've had our, our learning curves for sure. But when families are looking to maybe try new strategies or maybe someone, um, I have moms and dads listen to this podcast individually and then share it with the other. But how would you suggest that a a mom mm-hmm. communicate with dad about sure. bedtime routine? So you know changes are coming. Like you recognize it. It's all. It's not going to be like one night. All of a sudden, your your child's going to start behaving differently, right? It's an it's a it's a process. It's a development, and so you know that over time something's got to change. We, we might need to add a new strategy, or we might need to tweak something. And so instead of just going in and doing it. It's always great to say, hey, uh, we might need to change something here, and here are some things to try. Um, it's that simple. You're looking at me like it's no, that simple. No. That's you should do that. <laughs> no, no, I, I say that because I've put a great deal of trust in, in you, and you know what you're doing. And so a lot of times I just watch and learn. Um, I'm thankful that I can just watch what you do and learn. Right. Um, it's only been a few times where I'm like, why did you just do that? Yeah. Why do we need, what do we but talk I've been, to? I've been in homes with moms and dads who mom does the entire bedtime routine and the dad did something that literally sabotaged it because they didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, that's not very good. Um, so you have to communicate. Yeah, you, you have to communi- communicate, but you also have to, to want to be in that partnership together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, like those last 30 minutes prior to bedtime, I mean, no matter how your day is gone, no matter what all you have to do next, you know that you can carve out those 30 minutes or so or those 15 minutes or so. You can put your phone away. You can put your mind away. You can put your expectations away and literally just focus in on your family. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of the most helpful things is realizing like, hey, in this, this short amount of time throughout the day, everything can be put aside and I can just focus on family. In fact, the only times that I've ever gotten maybe frustrated or just like agitated or impatient is because I'm always thinking about what I'm about to do when I close the door and say goodnight. Yeah. And, and I realize in those moments, hey, I've just got to, this is family time now. I'm home. Uh, it's me and my wife and my, my family. And that's all I'm going to think about dur- until my girls are Because asleep. they the child will also pick up on that. If you are acting stressed out and impatient, it's, they will pull every they will, chain because they, they know can because they they know. they know and and I think it's also important just as a matter of habit that that your kids know that there's a time where they have a 100% mom and dad mm-hmm. that they Full are focus. fully in tune in focus and it's probably one of the most awesome parts of the day when it's just like hey what a great day we had I'm going to make sure that I set you up to sleep well tonight. Yeah. And I would say for what I would want dad to know as far as, you know, what mom is going through, tell your wife, tell her that you are looking forward to spending time with her when bedtime's over. Because you may read, and this happens with me, I may read your hurriedness occasionally as 
oh, well, you just want to go off and do blah, blah, blah. Or you want to, but really you want to just spend time with me. And I'd, I'd right. like to hear that. And right. so I know that most moms out there will feel the same way that if they know that, you know, they're all in it together. And so that dad is looking forward to spending time with you afterwards, then that really means so much, right. especially maybe after a long day. Now, if maybe you are, um, in those young stages and we, I have some, some close girlfriends who are in these stages where they've just been with the kid all day and they've been touched all day and they've been talked all day and they've been maybe mom communicate and say, Hey, you know what? I just need like 30 minutes just to myself when we're done here. And then I would be, I would love to come and watch a show with you or talk with you or have a glass of wine with you or something. But can, you know, I just want to have 30 minutes after this just to be by myself. You take the monitor. If anything happens, you know what to do. Here you go. Right. So I think over, um, overarching theme is just communication. Communicate and look forward to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. hundred percent. Well, I love doing bedtime with you, especially in partnership, and it has evolved over the years. And I'm, I don't know. We'll see how, what happens next. Right. It'll be fun, no matter what it is. Yep. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Chad. Um, he makes me laugh, that is for sure. And if you are listening to this and wondering, wow, this bedtime routine, it sounds seamless, it sounds fun, I want in on that, then I have a couple of things to point you to. If your child is waking up throughout the nighttime and they have no idea how to sleep independently, you absolutely need to grab my sleep e-coaching plan. Scroll into the show notes and find your child's age, click on the program and purchase that. Or if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, my toddler or preschooler is definitely not doing a seamless and orchestrated bedtime routine. That is why we have built the Sleep Society because if your child sleeps great, but bedtime routine is a stalling disaster, I have a specific video on how how to stop the bedtime stalling and how to use timers, clocks, and all of the tools that we mentioned in this podcast in the Sleep Society. So that is an amazing resource for you to keep making sleep a thing and to keep having fun at bedtime routine. You can head to littlezsleepsociety.com or scroll down in the show notes and find the link to become a member. I am so thankful for you guys joining us on the podcast today. Sweet dreams. See you next time.